Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew chapter 17, verses 22 through 27. As they were gathering in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. And they were greatly distressed. So this is the second prediction Jesus makes of his own death and resurrection. Here he includes the detail that he'll be delivered into the hands of men, suggesting that he'll be betrayed. We know that happened at the hands of Judas. As we see these events of his arrest, and crucifixion unfold, I've been led to believe in the scriptures that it isn't until after the resurrection that some people start to connect the dots and see what is really happening, that this was all going down the way it was supposed to, and that Jesus was the dead and risen Messiah. I wonder if anyone in any of these crowds that heard any of these predictions, who we don't have record of in scripture, if anyone started to connect the dots before the resurrection, when they saw him be betrayed, when they saw him be arrested and hung on a cross, I wonder if anyone was going, wait a minute, he talked about this, and if there was anyone who actually had faith in the resurrection before it happened. To my knowledge, there's no indication of that in scripture, but it wouldn't shock me if there were people around at the time who got to that spot quicker than the ones who we have recorded in the Bible. Just an interesting thought or question. Maybe we'll get to ask the Lord that someday. Verse 24, when they came to Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma tax went up to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the tax? So this two drachma tax, it's about half a shekel, was a tax imposed by Jewish leaders to the Jewish people to help support the temple. Jesus, of course, is turned into this notorious teacher traveling around doing miracles, drawing crowds, and Peter is one of, if not his main right-hand man. So they approach Peter and say, doesn't this guy pay the two drachma tax? So they approach Peter, again, trying to entrap or catch Jesus in a way that they could accuse him and get him finally. Peter said yes. And when he came into the house, Jesus spoke to him first, saying, what do you think, Simon? From whom do kings of the earth take toll or tax? From their sons? or from others. So Jesus is going to use an analogy from the world that Peter would be aware of to teach him a spiritual lesson. Peter knows there are kings and kingdoms. He knows that taxes and tolls are imposed by kings. And he's asking him an obvious question. Who do kings tax? Do they tax the people, the citizens in their kingdom, or do they tax their sons? Of course, they tax the citizens. Their sons who live in their palaces and in their castles benefit as sons of the king from the taxes and tolls from everybody else. And when he said from others, Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. There's an important theological point that Jesus is making here. The temple is actually God's house, and Jesus is the Son of God. And back in Matthew 12, verse 48, around there, Jesus talked about how his mother and his brothers and his sisters are those who do the will of his Father. Other places in Scripture, it says that anybody who puts their faith in Christ, believes in his name, receives him, confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, believes that God raised him from the dead, they're clothed with his righteousness, as we've talked about. Their penalty for sin is paid, as we've talked about. They're guaranteed a place in heaven, as we've talked about. And they are also counted among Jesus' brothers and sisters. Those of us who have faith in Christ are all Jesus' siblings. So Jesus is making an important point to Peter. We don't owe a temple tax here. This is my father's house, and we're all sons. He's also alluding to the idea that the Old Testament rituals and ceremonies and laws that were created by the Jewish people 
people are no longer relevant. This is a new covenant. The old covenant has gone. Jesus didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And in fulfilling the law, many of those trappings of the law that the Jewish people created around the temple, around ceremonies and sacrifices, that stuff's all done away with. Jesus is making that point. Then verse 27, he says something very interesting. However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast a hook and take the first fish that comes up. And when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. So half shekel tax, you're going to get one shekel out of this fish. Go ahead and take that and pay for us so as not to offend them. In other words, Peter, these guys can't handle what I'm telling you right now. It's going to cause a major disruption and there's some prudence in just going ahead and paying the tax. And to those who are overhearing this and Jewish leaders who it's going to filter down to, they're going to have a massive problem with what Jesus is saying. That the entire temple structure and ritual is done with because Jesus is here. That's a major, major disruption in their system. He's already pushed the envelope with them quite a bit in other texts and in this one, if you really dig into it, it's highly offensive to those people. So Jesus says, let's not offend them anymore. Let's give them the shekel. But just in case they doubt my authority in saying these things, they doubt the truth of what my claims are, let's just remind them that I am the guy who's able to put a shekel in a fish's mouth, have it be the first one that you catch and give it to them as a symbol and a reminder of my power and my authority, which stands behind the truth of what I've said about who is sons and daughters of God and what the condition of the temple system is. We'll learn a lot more in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 when we study what Paul says about eating meat sacrificed to idols, which has to do with this same idea that Jesus is touching on. That is, there are times when it's okay to go along with the status quo system for the sake of not offending somebody in the short term for the purpose of bringing them along in Christ in the long term. Sometimes it's not disrupting the entire system right now because there's something more pressing, more important at hand. What Jesus is doing here isn't endorsing sin. He's just going along with the old system because these guys can't handle the new system yet. And maybe in not pushing the envelope too far, too fast, some of them will stay open to the message that he is proclaiming and come along with him as the new covenant is further established. There's a lot of wisdom we can gain from that. And may the Lord lead us as we apply that to our own lives and our own situations. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners— First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.